my husband, when he took our son to the travel ball team, he's like, he made it, but he was like, he is the worst kid on the team. And I was like, what? He's like, it's bad. And I was like, no way, really? Um, so, I mean, just your perspective of looking at it, but then it pushes my kid to try harder and be better and, and push to be, be one of the better kids. Welcome back. This is episode 13 of Moms in Baseball. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the top five things that we love and hate about travel baseball. We're going to actually start with the things that we hate. (laughs) And just keep in mind that both our kids play travel ball. So obviously we've chosen to go ahead with it anyway, but it doesn't mean everything is all sunshine and roses. So here's the top things that we do not like about travel baseball. Number one, I think we can all agree on is the money it takes. So the uniforms, the practice facilities, the tournament fee, the parking and gate fee. Ah! So all of those extra travel expenses, more eating out, pressure for the newest bat, all of those things are an additional cost. Yeah. And I think everybody can agree in the travel ball world that it's frustrating to have to pay for your child to play in a tournament. And then once you get to the tournament, then you get to pay again to either park or just to enter the tournament that you paid for your child to get into. And of course, we understand why they do that. One payment's going to the organization, the other one's going to the field or whatever, but it it is frustrating that you're paying at every level. Absolutely, especially when you're bringing other people with you, like other family members or somebody else that wants to watch and you're just like, man, that just, it just, it just gets frustrating. It does. It really does. Um, another thing that we don't like about travel baseball is that oftentimes there's really not much one-to-one player development. Um, and so most of the time coaches are going to ask parents to make sure that your children are getting that one-on-one development by again, money paying for extra lessons. So they're getting pitching lessons or hitting lessons, catching lessons, speed and agility training, Um, any of the above. And then there's just kind of the added social pressure of, you know, everyone else on the team is doing it and you don't want your kid to fall behind. So again, not that there aren't ways around it, but there's definitely um, pressure to get some extra lessons there. Absolutely. Just to try and, you know, stay up with everybody else. You feel that that pressure that everybody else is doing it. So you must (laughs) do it as well. Yeah. The next top that we dislike as well or hate is um, the drama of some of the travel parents. Um, Travel parents can get very heated um, in high pressure situations and they are not always nice. You know, Um, I feel you. The more money you're putting into this, the more you want to see. So, I mean, they get heated with umpires. They get heated with other people and as our team, I'll just speak for our my experience, when um, we had just one parent that came up to us, we were, I think, in some tournament that was like the state finals or something, and we were playing a team that wasn't very good, um, and we were ranked kind of higher, and a parent came over and was like actually on our side trying to yell at our coach through the fence, <laughs> and we were all, I was just like shocked because I was like, our are you really coming over here and saying this to us right now? Like, I think he was mad because we were up pretty high. And he was like, you always have your kids steal um, when you're this far in advance. And we were just like, and he just was walking away saying mean and nasty stuff. And I was just like, what is going on here? So I can definitely see the extra drama, but everybody tone it down. Like, (laughs) 
it's a game, right? We're all learning. We're all enjoying. Like, Yeah. And in my experience, you can't completely avoid that drama. You are going to see it in your local leagues as well. At least for us, we see it every oh, yeah. year in every sport. But I will say that in travel ball, I do feel like when that extra money component is involved, it does help to just increase emotions. And there's more like sense of entitlement because you're paying all this money and all this time is going into it that um, it, it can increase the drama factor a bit. Absolutely. And I guess that's a good segue into number four thing that, that we hate about travel ball. And that and that's just the amount of time involved, the commitment involved. Um, you have not just your weekend tournaments, but all of the private lessons and the practices during the weeks and everything. And that can as much as you try for it not to, that can take away from times with your other family members, especially if you're if you have a family like you have a daughter in dance or a son who um, plays another sport or whatever, and so it might split up your family. Um, you don't get to see them quite as often. I know in our experience, our kids it seems like they're constantly missing their friends, like birthday parties and things like that on the weekends because they're playing travel ball and and they've made that commitment. Um, it cuts into other sport opportunities a bit. We come from an organization that is very friendly to other sports. They encourage kids to play other sports, but that doesn't mean that they don't still conflict a lot and choices have to be made. Um, I know for a long time, my kid probably five years in a row didn't make it into a basketball picture because (laughs) whenever they, whatever day they decided (laughs) to do basketball pictures, it would usually just be like a Saturday that they'd have a game. We'd have a scrimmage or something for travel ball. And then that would take precedence. And so he would joke that looking back, no one would ever believe that he played basketball because there was no evidence. There was, there were no pictures that he ever made it into. And I'm sure, you know, it takes a toll on the, the players as well. They feel bad that they're missing out on some of that stuff. And I get it. It is it is a time involvement in it, and it takes away from other things. I get it. Our next one is number five of the top things that we hate um, is decreased focus on local community. So playing travel ball does tend to take away from Little League, which takes away from the community because you're not in your community playing the baseball. You're not seeing your neighbors doing all of these things together anymore. Um, for our area though little league has been pretty good in working with travel kids Um, our coaches are very understanding about the not pitching our kids and so then we can save them for travel on the weekends during the week we have games during the week Um, the only conflict was our opening day because we usually did opening day on a Saturday which was cool it was such a great event but we usually had to skip out on it because we would have travel on that weekend Yeah, and Stephanie and I, we've mentioned this in previous episodes, but we did both strongly believe in having our kids play travel ball and play local ball. So for Stephanie's family, that was Little League. For my family, that was local rec ball. Um, It was partly for this reason. We were fortunate enough to be with a travel organization that worked around it. You know, we didn't schedule things in July because that was for, you know, local all-stars. So again, we we did work around it for us because... And I totally understand why people would make other choices. You have to do what's best for you and your family, obviously. But since we were able to make it work and we're part of multiple organizations that made it work, it was nice to be part of the local teams because it just has a different sense of community there. And you you will see that leagues where the travel kids don't also play locally are just weaker leagues. And it breaks my heart for the kids that are playing only local ball and they're missing out on that level of competition that would be there if their travel ball teammates were also there with them. Um, So that's one downside if you choose to do travel ball 
versus rec baller instead of it, that it, it does, it does affect that local community team. And we've said this before too. I mean, just because, um, and it, cause it weakens it just because that your player is not doing travel ball. I mean, little league is still a great experience. And so let's say that your kid starts baseball a little bit later. They still can grow. They can still do many things and they can still go on to a D1 scholarship or go play for for college or do whatever they want just because they don't do travel ball. So, you know, that is a decrease that we that we see in that community and and then the community kind of does suffer, especially for baseball. Right. Absolutely. And. As a listener, you if you haven't already, you can go back and listen to the episode where we interview Chad, who went from, he was the one that was cut from his high school team and later went on to play college. And he often didn't even make his local all-star team. He said he made it about every other year, but he never played a lick of travel ball um, when he was in high school and all his high school teammates were playing for the local premier select type team. The coach didn't want him for that team. He didn't make it. But he went on and kind of passed up everybody else and played at the highest level college ball. So there are still opportunities there if you're not able to do the travel ball. Absolutely, like Stephanie said. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for the top five things that we do not like or we hate about travel baseball. So now let's talk about why we love travel baseball. And this is this is why we do it after all, despite all of that. Why we do what we do. Yes. <laughs> the first thing, and I, I think for me, this is a strong number one. It's just the relationships that your kids um, and your family will make through this. You spend so much time with these people and your kids are going to spend so much time with their teammates that they just can form some really, really strong bonds. Um, and these are kids that they wouldn't know otherwise most of the time. They're not part of our local community. So it's just introduce, introducing you to kids from outside of your community. And and I think part of it too is just the high level the high pressure situations that those kids go through together really helps bring them even closer together. It's just like they kind of all have that shared experience. They all can understand one another on that level. Um, And I, on that note, in our previous episode, if you haven't listened to it, it's the episode where we interview Lali Esquivel. Um, He said something that really struck a chord with me, and it was that you have to find a bunch of families that are the same level of crazy as you are. And I think, you know, if you're not part of the travel ball world, it's easy to look at those people and think, wow, they're like beyond crazy. Like, how can they be this obsessed and spend so much time just playing baseball? But when you find a bunch of other people your tribe. that are just as crazy as you are, and exactly, yeah. you, found, you, you kind of find your tribe, and it, it's something special. You mm-hmm. all can kind of have that in common and click. Yep. The next one is the things we love about travel ball is the competitiveness. You know, you have your hard working at an upper level. So it's not only even just your hard working, but the, the competition. So you're competing against the kids that might be better. And I will say when we first started travel ball, because um, my son was pretty good at Little League. And so we were like, let's do something that's a little bit more competitive. My husband, when he took our son to the travel ball team, he's like, he made it, but he was like, he is the worst kid on the team. And I was like, what? He's like, it's bad. And I was like, no way, really? Um, so, I mean, just your perspective of looking at it, but then it pushes my kid to try harder and be better and, and push to be be one of the better kids. And so... I think that's great. It's a great competitiveness uh, to do travel ball. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to um, stick up for Stephanie's kid for just a second here and say, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was ever true, but um, let's just say he's abs- we don't have any weak kids on our team whatsoever, but he's we, absolutely... Yeah, 
not a weak kid on the team. So yeah, things have changed a little there if that were ever the case. Yeah. Um, And along that competitive line, part of it too, is you want the kids, if you're in a position where you're able to do travel ball, not only do you want them to play at a higher level of competition, but you kind of just want your kids to get more reps. If you're only doing little league, you know, there's only so many games that they can play in a year and that if they make their all-star team and if their all-star team is good enough to go far enough, maybe you'll get a decent number of reps. But otherwise, you know, you might only be looking at 10 games a year or 12 games a year. And if your kids love it and want to play more than that and want to develop their skill set more, just they can get so many more reps through travel ball. Yeah, very good point. The next thing that we love about travel baseball is it's the character building. We're going to go into this more at the very end here, but your kids are going to learn how to fail. They're going to learn how to overcome adversity. Um, They're going to gain so much mental toughness through this. These are all things that you can also get with rec ball, obviously. Um, But as I mentioned before, they're just, it's at a higher competition level and they're getting more reps. So it's just, it's just kind of building on that, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, And it can be to an even more extreme. They're learning how to be good teammates our hope is that all these things are going to help them later on in life and they're going to be better employees or employers. They're going to be better husbands, better fathers, all of these things because they've learned how to fail and overcome that. Um, They've learned how to overcome tough situations and they've learned the hard work ethic. They've seen how hard work can translate into success. All of these things are just getting more opportunities with due to the extra reps and everything with travel ball. Right. Number four, traveling all over to play. So I do enjoy this because I enjoy going to different states. I enjoy going to see the different fields, you know, playing on a turf field, playing on different soil, um, because down in the south, it's more of like a red clay. Um, We're here, we just have our brown dirt. (laughs) So I mean... I enjoy going the different temperatures, different weather conditions, um, just to make it see how those different things can affect how you play. And um, and I, I really enjoy that. Right. Along with what Stephanie said, I want to say you, you, it's like forcing you to travel to some degree. So right. for us, it's not necessarily, this almost could be a negative too. You're not necessarily doing like the travel that you would do otherwise, like I went to school. Not like a vacation. Right. Like right. I went to school for international business because I wanted to, I want, I thought that would help me like see the world. Right. And I wanted to have kids and travel them across Europe and Asia and all these things. And while we haven't had a chance to do that as much yet, it's a different type of travel. You're still taking your family and you're going to all these places you wouldn't otherwise go. It's forcing, it's almost like forcing us to spend time together yeah. as a family and travel. Like right? we're getting ready to go to Florida here um, after Christmas for a baseball opportunity. We wouldn't be doing that without there. Um, we go to Absolutely. Alabama for spring break, which my family may or may not travel for spring break otherwise. And it's, you know, we missed out on Absolutely. an opportunity for Cooperstown, but that would have been another really great travel experience. Um, if you're staying more local, but doing the quote unquote travel ball or select ball, there's still so many opportunities. Maybe your family decides to go camping for the weekend and your team can bond and, and spend time together that way. So there are some really great like travel opportunities, vacation opportunities for your family that it's just forcing you to do on a regular basis every year. So you're making time for it and spending money on it, whether you want to or not. Absolutely. Because we always say, yes, I'm going to do that. 
but then we never do. So, I mean, <laughs> the travel ball pushes you. You're going to push to go do yeah. it. So, yeah, nope, that's I do enjoy that. And the last thing that we love about travel baseball is that there's a lot of diversity that it's bringing to the kids that they may not experience in your local town otherwise. It just depends on what your local situation is like. But they are, you know, they're going to be playing ball with kids from different cultures, religions, you know, with people of color, not just the kids from your local neighborhood. They're and along with that, they're getting to know kids from other areas that they wouldn't know otherwise. So I'm sure it's the same way for you, Stephanie, but for us... We know so many kids from outside of our community we wouldn't know otherwise, and it makes it so much more fun, like, for school sports when we run into those kids. You know, they get to play against yes. some of their best friends, and it, it makes that so interesting when you you get to know so many people and you can root for them, and it's just, it's just really nice to get to know those people at that level outside of your community. Right, absolutely. Along that line, I will say this is going to have to be like an entire episode for a different day if we can find the right person to talk to about it. But there, there is also this whole thinking that travel ball, while we see it often bringing people together, that's only one side of the story. The other side of the story is that it's actually causing a subtle racism and divide in the sport of baseball. Um, and there's a really good article I'll link in the show notes called Economics, Subtle New Racism, Making MLB in 2020 Poorer, Less Diverse. And this is talking about how baseball in 2020 could actually be causing a divide and you're losing a lot of the minority population in baseball because the parents either can't afford the money or the time for their kids to actually even do travel ball. And so you're seeing more of the affluent type families that are able to have their kids play. Whereas um, the families in a poorer situation are more likely to choose a sport outside of baseball. Um, The example I just read was that a travel baseball team is on average is costing two to $3,000. And in contrast, you can have your kid play AAU travel basketball for $500. So if you have a pretty good athlete and you're in a tougher situation financially, you're probably going to lean towards the basketball or you know, whatever, or football or whatever that sport may be, that's going to end up at the end of the day being cheaper for your kid to play competitively in besides baseball. So that that can be a topic for another day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just give one example because I was um, going back to in 2019, the University of Michigan baseball team made it to the college world series. They were the runners up. And they were not a team that was scouted. They did not have, you know, the athletes that were there were not the top athletes. And they did have a lot of boys that were of color and and, it, and they did great. They were amazing. And so just saying that, uh, one of the players, Jordan Wogu, he was not scouted. He actually went to U of M for a scholarship in engineering. He was a walk-on on the baseball team. And this year, he was the third round pick, number 88, for the Chicago Cubs. So it is amazing. It is amazing. You don't have to um, do all of these things and get scouted. I mean, you can still make it. And he is now in the MLB. Like, he will be a pro. Yeah. Like, it is, it's amazing. You can still do many things. That's a great story. To wrap it up here, Stephanie and I have this great article, and I would love to give credit to who wrote this article, but um, 
there seem to be conflicting reports about who originated this statement. And the oldest copy of it I can find on the internet is from 2016. And it specifically says author unknown. So we will, li- we will <laughs> link to this article in the notes and you may have seen this. I've seen it around. Yeah. You may times, have seen yeah. it floating around Facebook, but if you haven't, it's absolutely worth a read and explains in in a great way why so many of us do choose to pay for our kids to pay sports and it's not about the sport itself one of my friends asked why do you pay so much money for your kids to do all their sports well i have a confession to make i don't pay for my kids to do sports personally i couldn't care less about what sport they do so if i'm not paying for sports what am i paying for i pay for those moments when my kids become so tired they want to quit but don't I pay for those days when my kids come home from school and are too tired to go to their training, but they go anyway. I pay for my kids to learn to be disciplined, focused, and dedicated. I pay for my kids to learn to take care of their body and equipment. I pay for my kids to learn to work with others and to be good teammates, gracious in defeat, and humble in success. I pay for my kids to learn to deal with disappointment when they don't get that placing or title they'd hoped for, but still they go back week after week giving it their best shot. I pay for my kids to learn to make and accomplish goals. I pay for my kids to respect not only themselves, but other athletes, officials, and coaches. I pay for my kids to learn that it takes hours and hours, years and years of hard work and practice to create a champion and that success does not happen overnight. I pay for my kids to be proud of small achievements and to work towards long-term goals. I pay for the opportunity my kids have and will have to make lifelong friendships, create lifelong memories, and to be as proud of their achievement as I am. I pay so that my kids can be out on the field or in the gym instead of in front of a screen. I could go on, but to be short, I don't pay for sports. I pay for the opportunities that sports provide my kids with to develop attributes that will serve them well throughout their lives and give them the opportunity to bless the lives of others. From what I have seen so far, I think it is a great investment. And that's author unknown. That's all we've got for today. We would love to hear what you think we missed. So what else is there out there to love and hate about travel baseball that we didn't talk about? Our website is momsandbaseball.weebly.com or find us and message us on Facebook at Moms and Baseball. On deck next week, we are talking about Game Changer. Yes, all things Game Changer next week. Until then, have fun at the field. We'll see you next week. Oh, I'm supposed to start that, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you're starting it. <laughs> I'm like waiting on what you. What are you waiting for? Oh, yeah, me. Ha, 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 ha.